recorded live, Union Inn, Washington, D.C., 1112, 3rd Street, Northeast. We are Steps to Nomagayudet Metro. Nice, brisk walk to Union Station. And a leisurely jaw to the Capitol, Capitol Hill. I am the illustrious Innkeeper Freddy, host extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Guestbook Podcast. We're rolling. Innkeeper Freddy here, Guestbook Podcast. We are remote right now with a very, very, very illustrious guest. Is that right? Yes. You've been right? in the game for okay. a minute. Bram Weinstein. Hey. The star and host of the Bram Weinstein Show. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. He went to Springbrook High School. Ooh, you know a little bit about me. All right, yeah. cool. Montgomery Blair right here, baby. Oh, all right, right down the street. Right down the street. That's right. Now, in my day, we had a pretty big rivalry. Yeah, in my day, you guys showed up to a party we were at and brought guns. So, you know, like, so <laughs> yeah, we right. didn't do that type of thing. <laughs> so, you know, I hope you weren't one of those people. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't yeah. one of those people. I was on the tail end. I was the last class to graduate from the old Blair. Yeah. When they used to be on Wayne Avenue. Now they're over at Four Corners. Yeah. I like the old Blair High School. That was a cool-looking place. Yeah, it was. It had a lot of personality. We yeah. had a rifle range in the basement. <laughs> to my point, <laughs> you guys knew what you were doing. Yeah. So what part? Were you White Oak or were you more like yeah, White Fairland? Oak. Uh, I was over, you know, New Hampshire and Randolph? Yeah. So right there, like where that yeah. McDonald's is. Okay. So, and I went to White Oak in middle okay. school. Yeah. You know where uh, Briggs, Cheney, and Good Hope is? Yeah. That's me. All right. Yeah. Cool. Small world, right? Neighbors. Neighbors, right. indeed. So, before we get to the seven questions, tell listeners a little bit about you who don't know. Something you don't know about me? Well, that's going to be tough on you because you seem to have Googled me before we did this. <laughs> well, I'm saying the uh, listeners. Like, uh, just who you are. You've done work So, I've been uh, a career broadcaster. I've been doing this for 25 years. I covered the Redskins for eight right at the beginning of the Dan Snyder era. It's not my fault. Uh, and... Uh, I was at ESPN for seven as an anchor, mainly on SportsCenter. But when you go there, you do a million different things. Mm -hmm. I'm a native of Washingtonian. And uh, my mother still lives here. My sister and brother-in-law still live here. And I moved my kids back here because we wanted to raise them here. Okay. Now, are you still in Montgomery County? Yeah, Bethesda. Okay. Yeah. On the other side. Yep. So your kids go to, like, what, BCC? Not yet. My kids are young. They're elementary school kids. So uh, they will end up if we stay where we are at Whitman. Okay. Yeah. One of the W's. We have a lot of W high schools That's right. in Montgomery County. That's right. All right. You ready for seven questions? All right, do it. What's the call, y'all? It's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions, yeah. All right. Question number one. What is the book that you would add to the library that we have at the end? Uh, my favorite is Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. So that's what I would, that's what I, I love him in general. I, he's my favorite author. I don't read a lot of fiction, so I really, um, I enjoy nonfiction. I enjoy, you know, self-growth type books, and I think he's one of the best at explaining, um, you know, other sides of life that maybe aren't delved into, and in Outliers, he speaks to experts at things, and I love the idea of 10,000 hours, that it takes a lot of time to do 
um, what you do really well. And I actually, as someone, I, I own a consulting company and we deal with a lot of young broadcasting talent. And I often bring it up to them that like, this looks really easy, what we do for a living. It really isn't. And it takes a long time to learn how to do it. And there's no substitute for getting repetitions. And that often in the end, that is the best learning experience. And if you start with bad practices, you will always have them. But if you start with good practices, then over time it will manifest itself. And I, I believe in that book and I just think he's a fantastic writer. So I just like reading what he writes. Yeah, he's really good. Tipping yeah. Point is one of my favorites yeah, as well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Number two, podcast subscribe. So, um, that's that's a tough one because I listen to a lot of them. You can um, self-promote. It's yeah. Okay. No. Well, you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, if you're listening to sports, I would hope you'd find me, right? Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, if you are into the Redskins locally, and I know as time we're taping this, they're one in seven and don't seem to know what they're doing. But like, you know, whatever they do, figure it out. I do produce John Kime's show called the John Kime Report, and it's great. He is the longest sourced, best sourced, longest tenured reporter of the team. He does it for ESPN, so that's the one that I produce that I like. You can always listen to my show, <laughs> the Bram Weinstein Show. You can find that. Uh, but of ones that I listen to are kind of on the outside because I actually try to delve away from sports when I'm away from it just because I need to break from it. I love the Daily from the New York Times. I think it's just fantastic. Seconded. seconded. Yeah, it's just I like for 20 to 30 minutes, what I, what I really actually like about it is in this era where the president is screaming that all the reporters are making stuff up, rather use a different word i probably could here but like which is in my opinion completely flatly untrue but i love how they present it okay so they tell you one big story and mainly it's one big topic whatever you need to know and um they do it by describing the whole process of explaining it to you and i actually think that's really important right now that we aren't guessing as journalists out there we are using sources following facts following information and i just like the way they present that because it's almost unimpeachable like you know like they did one about the impeachment inquiry and the reporter there explained the literal process from start to finish of what happened when they decided to literally vote on it and I think hearing that is better than when it's just described as the crazy these people did this out of nowhere no that's not how it did I like how they explain it um, I like the Crooked Media guys. I like Pod Save America. I think they're fantastic. I just think they're good at what they do, and clearly they're experts. And I listen to a lot of series, probably ones everyone knows. I, you know, I like the Serial series. I think it was great. Um, Wondery is putting out a ton of great series of things. Um, and so I'll listen to a lot of different stuff. Do you time your morning routine with a daily? Uh, pretty much now. It's become the first thing I listen to in the car, unless my kids are in there. You know, that's about it. But yes, that's become now, you know, that's, that's become a go-to. And you're seeing a lot of people try to replicate it now. Like ESPN put out one. A number of others are going to come out with their own versions of them that may kind of dip into their audience. But they're Post doing it really, really well. well. Yeah. It's, it's tight. It's efficient. Yep. It's very well produced. Yeah, very well produced. I so, don't know how they have the money to do it. Okay. <laughs> but whatever. They figured it out. Good yeah, for they them. have. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's driving a lot of subscribership from people who listen it to should. it. It you should. Know? And it, it's a fantastic product. Reporters. Yeah. It's a fantastic product. Number three, something that you didn't know that you needed until you got it. And mind you, this can be tangible or intangible. Oh, man. Um, uh, I think, you know, it's not that I didn't know I needed it, but now that I have it, I didn't realize how much I needed it was my children. Hmm. Um, not the first life. time it's been said. 
Yeah, I like I um, I always wanted to be a dad when I was younger. I just kind of knew that I was the youngest of three, so I never had a little brother or sister, and I always had this, you know, yearning for um, that. And I always knew I was going to have kids. Like I always wanted them. Um, so it wasn't like I didn't know I didn't want it, but once they were there, I don't think I, you don't, in my opinion, you don't experience love until you meet them. Mm. Um, and it's just been, um, they are everything to me. So they have really altered my life in, I've been very lucky. Like I've done a lot of things I want to do. Like I get to, like, I always wanted to cover the Redskins. Not only did I cover them, I was on the field, you know, for eight years mm -hmm. with them. Like it's a dream come true. Like I got to be on Sports Center. It's like a dream come true. I got to manifest a lot of things that I really wanted to do. But nothing has topped the impact my two kids have had in my life. How old are they? Ten and six. Okay. Boys, girls, boys. girl, boy, gotcha. girl, ten, boy, six. Mm -hmm. uh, they're amazing. Yeah, that's great. Number four, bucket list place to travel. Any place in the world that you have been to, I that have you recommend to. listeners um, add to their bucket list. I really loved Barcelona, Spain. Okay. Um, Give me one though, just uh, one. All right, just one. Well, I've traveled around the country here a lot, so I'll probably stick to something. I, I've traveled around the world a little bit, but because of what I've done for a living, I've gotten to see a lot of America. Um, and I would, I'll pick a place that I think is just underrated. Um, okay. I think it's probably better because everyone knows go to New York, go to L.A., go to New Orleans, you know, like all those places. Uh, go to Nashville. Hmm. Go to Nashville. Uh, you will be shocked how much fun, interesting... Uh, of a place it is. You will have a great time in Nashville. Food is outstanding. The barbecue, which I'm, I love barbecue, is outstanding. People there are really nice. It's a really, like, fun, open city. I just, I love it. I love Nashville. Is there a street in Nashville that's similar to, like, Austin, where it's, like, 6th Street or Avenue yes. or something? Yes. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it, it leads up. There's a, the hockey arena is right there. Uh, Jack's Barbecue is right there. The old Hatch Show print, which does all the old screen printing that you've probably seen a million times, is there. Um, Tootsie's Orchid Lounge is on this. I can't remember the name of it, but it, it is a main drag where anytime there's some major event, the NFL draft when they had it was done on this street. Um, yes, there is like a street like that. Okay. So. And then, then the other side of town where Vanderbilt is located is all upscale restaurants and bars. It's great. It's like it's one of those places like when you go there, you're like, I, I don't know why I didn't know about this. Mm. So I would, I would describe it as underrated. Like, is it my favorite place on earth to go? No. I like going to Miami and Vegas and, you know, L.A. and New York and all the standard, like, they're awesome. I love going there. But Nashville is one of those underrated, no one thinks to ever go there. Can you walk from the east side to the west side? You can. It would be long. Okay. Yeah. And then... Graceland is out there, right? Graceland's there. No, is Graceland's in Memphis. Oh, my bad. That's yeah. like the other side of the state. Other side of the state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was something blues-wise or country-wise. Oh, yeah. That's, I did, that's like another big... thing. I love live music. Yeah. Um, and when you go to a place like that, because it really is, that, that state is actually the home to a lot of rock and roll, early rock and roll, early blues. So there's all these influences. So you'll go down in areas and all they're playing is music. That's why I love going to New Orleans. Like, there's just music everywhere. Indeed, yes, you indeed. walk around, it's just music playing. Nashville's the same thing. There's just kind of music playing everywhere. And you'll get a good mix. Like, the Grand Old Opry's there, right on this main drag. So you'll get, like, if you, I'm not a big country music fan, but if you love, like, the history of country music, it's there. Uh, rock and roll is there. The roots of rock and roll are there. And then there's all these blues musicians that are there. It's really amazing. Cool. Number five, 50-mile detour restaurant. Anywhere in the world, um, you're within 50 miles of this restaurant. It makes sense to go out of your way just to eat there. Uh, so I love barbecue. So in Austin, but outside of Austin, a good 15, 20 miles is a place called the Salt Lake. 
which is this big, giant, like, family-run forever, on, like, a farm, um, huge open pit barbecue. It's amazing. And the sauce is unique. It's not the typical red, smoky sauce. It's like an orange-ish. I can't even really describe the flavor of it. And obviously, because you're in the middle of Austin, Texas, they know how to cook the meat, right? It's amazing. And the other one I would say is um, we have a lot of family in L.A. I love going to L.A. Up in Malibu is a place called Neptune's Net, and you have to drive up the PCH a pretty good distance, but it's the best fried seafood you've ever had, and it overlooks the Pacific Ocean. And when you're out in L.A., it's very rare that you get a very quiet locale, and this is like the perfect place to go to take anybody. They'll love everything they eat, and you've got the best view in L.A. Better than Chrisville's in Silver Spring. Better than Chris Fields and Silver Spring, not by much, okay? okay? But the food is outrageously great, like high-end fried seafood. you got to drive way out, like almost up to like Calabasas to get there, but you're overlooking the Pacific Ocean, and it's gorgeous. That's not the first time the Salt Lake has been recommended yeah. by one of the guests on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a guy from Pluriville, Texas, yeah. who basically said that. I mean, I love barbecue all over the place. I just like the locale of the, of the Salt Lake. Gotcha, it's one of those, gotcha. like, there's plenty of places I think maybe the barbecue's a little better. But if you want to go to a place that's out of the way and have a great experience, it's a place to go. All right. Number six, your number one skill. Your number one honed craft. Uh, storytelling. Uh, you know, that's what I've, I've talked for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what I teach to students as a professor, and it's what I talk to young broadcasters about, that you have to tell stories, and you need to do it in a manner by which that it's professional, but it doesn't feel like it is. And I think that's probably my best skill, because I'm still doing it today, so I must be doing something right. Right. Yeah. How would you differentiate storytelling from broadcasting? Um, I don't. I think the good broadcasters are great storytellers. There you go. Right? That that, uh, you know, the person who is reading off of a teleprompter, it's obvious they're reading off the teleprompter. The object is to not look like you're reading. Um, and that takes a while to, as we say, learn your voice and be yourself and give yourself permission to be you. At the same time, with the structure of what a broadcaster brings to the table so that, you know, it's supposed to look really easy, but it isn't. And it takes a long time. And, and more than anything, I go back to Malcolm Gladwell, it, it takes reps to do this a million times to kind of understand how to what the mechanisms are. Now, did you start in audio or did you start in video? I started in uh, radio. No, I take that back. My first job was in television in Nebraska. Wow. Yeah, I uh, my first on-air position was in the middle of Nebraska. I went to AU, American University, graduated. My first off-air job was at CNN as like a production, you know, entry-level producer. And then my first on-air job came six months later, and I moved to Nebraska for an NBC affiliate in the middle of uh, central Nebraska. And I worked there for two years as everything. I anchored everything. How much of the skill set that you gleaned from being in video translated to audio? Uh, Not a lot. Really? So yeah, you had to do lot. two sets of 10,000 hours? Yeah, not a lot. Um, the writing's completely different. The presentation's completely different. Um, in audio, it's long-form storytelling. Keeping someone engaged for more than 30 seconds is very hard to do. Uh, keeping someone engaged for 30 seconds is very hard to do in its own skill set, but it's heck of a lot easier. <laughs> Especially when you got a video element that helps you out, you know, yeah. to tell the story for you at times. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Our last one. Number one talent. Number seven. This is your innate proficiency. I think I've been able to speak. You know, like I've been very lucky to be someone who, when I was young, um, I had gift of gab. You know, I was able to 
be interesting or entertaining or funny or whatever it is. And I was able, and I, you know, I think my family noticed that and they didn't try to stop me when I told them I wanted to be a broadcaster, which is a really dumb profession to try to get yourself into because it's very hard. Um, but they didn't try to stop me, I think, because they knew I loved it and I had a passion for it. And it wasn't just that I loved sports or whatever. It's, I liked speaking and talking and writing. Right. It's always great when the skill and the talent come together. Yeah, it's lucky, actually. It's happy, happiness, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you got any social media, website, contact info? Yeah, you uh, Real Bram W is my handle for just about everything. And um, to check, if you want to check out my company, I'd love for you to check that out. I have a podcast network. It's called Empire Meter, Media, A-M-P-I-R-E Media. All right. Well, Bram, thank you so much for yeah. coming on. And uh, I'm Inky Freddy, Guestbook Podcast. I will leave all of my contact info right here, but I'll add that in post because we're about to run out of time. Thanks again. Yeah. See y'all later. Yeah, thanks again to Bram for coming on the podcast. And a uh, special shout out to PRX and uh, DC PodFest 2019, where this was recorded. As always, if you want to reach me, innkeeper at unionndc.com. And the website is the suffix unionndc.com. Instagram got three handles, at guestbookpod for the podcast, at unionndc for the N, and at innkeeperfreddy with two Ds and an IE. For my personal, if you want to reach out and tell me how much you love the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you next week.